to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. with Strick and Bach. I'm Jake Bachlevin. He is Eric Strickland and Mitch Sherman of The Athletic set to join us here in just a minute. I did want to announce this too. I just saw this. Um, Sam Laporta, the really good Iowa tight end, announcing he's coming back to Iowa as well. Um, that's as well as Jack Campbell, the, the leading tackler in the nation um, last year in the Big Ten, also announced that he's returning. So a big day in Iowa City there. And we'll, we'll bring in Mitch Sherman just on that. I know he covers the Big Ten, or covers Nebraska football closely, but has, has extensively covered the Big Ten as well. Mitch, what do those uh, those returnees, I guess, for Iowa mean as far as their, their standing in the Big Ten West moving forward? Well, I think it solidifies Iowa as a contender in the Big Ten West. Clearly, the Hawkeyes have got some quarterback questions after the back and forth this season that continued uh, into the postseason. We'll see where that goes. Um with Spencer Petras, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about two pretty big time players in Laporta and and Campbell. Campbell was one of the best linebackers in the country. Um, So, you know, he's the kind of guy that Iowa builds around traditionally on the defensive side. And, you know, we know their history with tight ends. So Laporta is, uh, you know, he's in line to be, to be the next guy who, uh, who takes that, takes that uh, time in Iowa city right into the, the NFL. He probably could have done it, this year in the 2022 draft, but um, you know he clearly believes he can come back and improve his stock and, and be a higher pick a year from now. And, and the way that Iowa uses tight ends in that offense, if they can figure out what what's going on at quarterback, then then I, I think he's probably right. And of course, today also the the news from of the Big Ten was uh, kind of releasing the schedule. Pretty much affected everybody to a very small scale. Um, but for Nebraska, it just kind of changed the bye weeks and a few things uh, as mm-hmm. far as home and aways with Purdue and Wisconsin. Did anything really jump out to you as far as is is maybe the schedule improving or getting better for Nebraska today, or was it it, it mostly um, not not much of a change? Well, I, I think there was some significant change. Um, you know, I think we knew the locations of the Wisconsin and the Purdue games were going to be flipped because of where they've been played the past two years. And this, this gets the big 10 back on track of being home in a way and, 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 um, odd and even numbered years, but the movement of the Michigan game to the, the end of the calendar, um, that was a game in October and, and is now going to be played on November 12th in Ann Arbor, right, right there boxed, uh, between Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, um, you know, that means a a really difficult stretch run for the Huskers in in 22. So it just magnifies the importance of getting off to a good start. And, and then on the other side of that, on the other side of the schedule, uh, you see Nebraska um, with four home games in a row after that opener in Ireland. So that lets them get their, their feet back under them, so to speak, you know, you go across, uh, across the Atlantic, and it's a different than normal trip. Uh, so it, it may take a little bit longer to recover from that. Nebraska gets to come home and play four home games uh, before that, and they've got the bye now before the Indiana game. Um, so that'll be the fifth game of the year on October 1st, which is an important game, an important date, an important game and an important date for Nebraska in the overall context of 2022. In fact, if you were to say what, one date that, that right now matters uh, 
as much as any among all the dates in 2022. Uh, October 1st is, is, is a huge one just because of what it means with the, the restructured terms of Scott Frost's contract, and that's the day that the lowered buyout goes into effect. That's the day that the, the, um, you know, the seat potentially gets really hot at Nebraska if things are not going well. Um, and now Nebraska doesn't, doesn't have to go on the road before October 1st other than that overseas game at a neutral site and has a bye week going into that Indiana game to uh, you know, potentially heal up and, and, uh, um, and fix some things before that all-important uh, game. Not that everything's decided on October 1st, but it's definitely a, you know, a marker there on the Husker schedule to be able to gauge progress. Hey, Mitch, Eric Strickland here. Um, hope all is well. Wanted to just uh, ask this question. So where do we go from here? There's so many unknowns, right? We have a new staff, a lot of additions in the transfer portal, uh, a team that has talent, so to speak, but is unproven talent. So what would you assess would be the strengths of this unit and the weaknesses of this 2022 team? Yeah, good to, good to talk to you, Strick. Um, I, I would say right now that the wide receivers on the offensive side look really strong uh, with the addition of Trey Palmer through the portal. Um, one of two coming in from, from division, division one schools. Um, you know, you also had the late addition in recruiting of Decoldis Crawford, uh, who's a mid-year enrollee and is, is uh, um, actually, I don't think he is. He's not a mid-year enrollee, but uh, I'm getting some tweets confused. I've seen tweets of uh, various future Huskers who are on their way to Lincoln or just landed in Omaha. And there's, there's some guys who are here. Crawford, I think is a, is a, a summer arrival but but um but clearly trey palmer is a guy who can be on campus this week and can start conditioning with nebraska and then can start classes next tuesday when the when the spring semester begins they're strong at wide receiver and i'd extend that really to all of the pass catching positions just because of what nebraska has back at tight end with thomas fedoni coming off a knee surgery should be healthy this year he's a dynamic um tight end and and would have been somebody that nebraska could have counted on to catch passes in 2021 even with a healthy Austin Allen, if, if Fedoni um, had progressed as, as expected through the, through the calendar. Um, of course, he got hurt late in the spring, and that derailed that. So on the offensive side, um, you know, you, you have that for sure as a strength. Defensively, um, you know, I look at the inside linebackers. I think the secondary is always going to be a solid position group with Travis Fisher in charge. You know, he's such a great coach when it comes to development, when it comes to, to cross-training his players between the safety and and corner spots and, and, and even getting guys ready to play that nickel position that we saw Jojo Doman thrive uh, at in, in 21. Um, you know, clearly he's, he's right there at the top of the list when you, when you start to rank the Nebraska assistant coaches, but as far as experience and talent um, and having proved things against the big 10 schedule, um, it's hard to argue on the defensive side against what Nick Henrich and Luke Reimer have done at that inside linebacker spot. I think that Nebraska has those guys uh, for a couple more years, um, if all goes well, to be able to man that position is uh, is a comforting thought for Eric Janander in the defense. Uh, what about the weaknesses? What what about the weaknesses that you would uh, you you would observe that things that they would need to shore up in order to make sure the team is is headed in the right direction? Well, let's start with the offensive line. Um, there's clearly a lot of transition and change uh, with a new assistant coach and Donovan Riola coming in. Um, Nebraska is not proven at the center spot as Cam Jurgens heads off to the NFL draft. It's, it's unclear who on this roster is going to play center. There, there, there are some guys who have taken snaps and taken reps in practice and have maybe gotten into a, a, you know, a couple of quick situations like Trent Hickson and, and Ethan Piper. I think Nuredin Nuili um, has a possibility with, with because, just because of his versatility and athleticism and his attitude that 
Um, if they were to try to move him to center from guard in the spring, I'm guessing he would he would take to that well, and he he would he would adapt and give Nebraska a good center. But you may not want to give that up at guard with as as strong as he played, as well as he played in his first year starting. You could also look at something drastic like Turner Corcoran and, and say, hey, maybe this is this can be his future. Um, uh, but the center spot, um, along with the entire offensive line, um, is 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 a weakness. Um, it's more of an unknown. Um, we'll see. You know, they've added a couple of transfers there too. Um, and Kevin Williams, the, the Omaha North, um, product, um, out of, um, out of Northern Colorado, um, Hunter Anthony, um, the veteran player from Oklahoma state who, who looks to have the ability to play tackle or, or, or slide inside to guard. So there, there's going to be a, you know, a, a lot of competition in the spring on the offensive line, but right now, um, it, it is not at the top of the list when you look at strengths on the offensive side. On defense, um, you know, Nebraska loses guys, loses guys up front um, with Ben Steele and Damian Daniels. At that, you know, so I'm talking about the offensive line, and then I'm talking about the defensive line. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's a little concerning uh, when you consider how physical the Big Ten is and what, what the profile of a successful Big Ten team is, Strick. I mean, you need to be good in the trenches. You need to be good on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And Nebraska has some experience they have bodies they have guys who've done it on the defensive side up front um with ty robinson uh with casey rogers um with garrett nelson who's more of an outside linebacker but can but can play with the with a hand in the ground as a as a defensive end caleb tanner same thing on the other side um i think they like the talent that they have in some young guys like nash hutmacher with blaze gunnerson um at that at that outside backer defensive end spot but but uh you know, until those guys go out there and do it in the game, this new new look group, um, that that probably is the uh, the the weak point or the the point with the most questions on the on defense. Mitch Sherman of the Athletic joining us here on the block, and 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 Mitch, I don't think I've had a chance to talk to you since they made the decision on Casey Thompson. Do you think that that is an upgrade? I suppose from Adrian Martinez last year, or or kind of what do you think he brings to the table um, as, as far as moving forward? Was he was he the home run they were looking for in the portal? He was close to it. Um, I, I I don't think Nebraska could have done a lot better with the quarterbacks available. I mean, you're not going to get Caleb Williams um, if you're Nebraska. That's that's unattainable. Um, you know, there were probably a couple other quarterbacks out there. Um, the other one from Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler, I'd probably put in that group. You know, Dylan Gabriel from from UCF, who's now at Oklahoma, Keaton Slovis, the transfer from from uh, USC to Pitt. Those guys are are the probably the most accomplished. There there were there were some others. I mean, it was, it's just a um, a crazy year with 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 the portal, um, unlike anything we've seen in college football. And the quarterbacks, of course, are the headliners of that of that group. But yeah, I mean, with with Casey Casey Thompson doesn't have the amount of experience playing the position as some of the guys that I mentioned. Um, he has what Caleb Williams does in one year, but, but his, but, but Thompson's age, um, you know, his, his pedigree, um, as the son of, a of, a you know, Nebraska, uh, older Nebraska fans, uh, know, know his father, Charles Thompson and, and in what a dynamic player he was for Oklahoma in the, in the eighties. Um, so, you know, the bloodlines are there, you know, the athleticism is there, even though Texas did not ask Casey to, to, uh, to, to use his athleticism as a, as a runner as much as Nebraska might, although Nebraska may not with, with Mark Whipple, if, if he brings the same offense that, uh, that thrived at Pitt with Kenny Pickett this year, you know, you didn't see much running from Pickett. So it'll be interesting to see with Thompson, how much Nebraska asks him to use his legs. You know, ideally you've got running backs, um, receivers, uh, tight ends to be able to, to, uh, to, to, to get those, that kind of yardage 
uh, and and Casey can be somebody who sits in the pocket and, and, and picks apart a defense. I think he has the ability to do that. You know, you saw it um, against Oklahoma when he was fully healthy in September and one of the first starts of his career throwing for five touchdowns and, and nearly 400 yards. And then he dealt with a thumb injury, much like uh, Adrian Martinez at Nebraska dealt with the shoulder injury and um, and uh, and, the, and some issues with his with the knee. Um, the jaw that he that he had it's, it's hard to even remember and list everything that that has ailed Adrian throughout his career and, and Casey Thompson was similar in in, in playing through pain and, and showing his toughness at Texas this year in his first season as a starter so interestingly you know you've got a guy with I would say some similar characteristics uh, in Thompson coming in to replace Martinez but um, you know this is what Nebraska wanted Nebraska wanted to change. Um, Nebraska wanted a, a different look at the quarterback position, some fresh blood, um, you know, somebody who could who could uh, uh, be a new face for the, for that offense and and, and give uh, defenses something else to to consider as they game plan against the Huskers. And, and they've got what appears to be a good one uh, in the Texas transfer. Mr. you envision? I, I talked about this last hour. Is there a possibility that moving on forward with the, with the portal, which is just you know just kind of opening up eyes and just being crazy, you see new additions every day? Um, do you think that it could be somewhat like um, free agency did for pro sports, where you know it, it's just a bit of a disconnect, I guess, from the fan base eventually, where you know you, you kind of get this vision in your head that the, the college athletes bleed Husker red or whatever your your personal school would be, and then eventually you know they, they you know it's it's limited because they have only still four or five years to play, um, but that there there might be that that sort of disconnect with with so many guys transferring. Um, you know, I think fans are are, are going to continue to to be passionate about the the schools that they root for. They're, you, you, college sports fans are used to um, a transient nature of of the the roster. Um, you know, maybe even more so than in, in in the pro leagues because you know none of these players are here for more than four or five years, or or very few. In this COVID era, um, you get some <laughs> six six year guys or even a seven year guy now and then, but you know that's that's obviously really rare. Um, so you're, you're, you know, you're always looking at a, a, you know, a new middle linebacker or a new quarterback, no matter how good that guy is, um, as a fan, every, every few years, it's not like, you know, you have a Tom Brady or, a, um, you know, you can go through the different sports and talk about the guys who had such great continuity in, in one uniform. You have more of that in the pros, despite free agency. And, that, and that's really, um, Bach to, to, to address that part of your question. That's really what, what this portal is, is, is it's like free agency. I mean, you saw with Caleb Williams, the, the OU transfer who I mentioned a minute ago, um, you know, and how he basically played like, like free agency. You know, he, he put himself in the portal uh, but didn't close it off, uh, close off the, the possibility of returning to, to Oklahoma. And, you know, that's, that's, that's no different than, uh, um, you know, a guy in, in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, whatever it might be, um, you know, becoming a free agent and, and, and considering an offer from, from, his, from his existing club. So I think as we go farther and farther into this era, you're going to see more more situations like that. You you know you may see guys go into the portal and then now I'm talking about high profile guys, not like a Feldarius Payne in Nebraska who did it this winter, um, but high profile guys who go in, test the waters, and decide that the that the best option is to stay with the school um, that that they that they were at. And that's that's you know that 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 is really difficult for the coaches as they can, as they build rosters and as they recruit. Um, to plan, you can't plan for that. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen from day to day and week to week. So I think um, in the in the years ahead, and you know Nick Saban and and Kirby Smart hinted at, at this a bit in their um, in their media sessions before the national championship game this week that there are going to have to be some rules. There are going to have to be some some parameters uh, that, that that exist with the portal. You know maybe it's a date like with free agency in the pro leagues where 
Um, you know, you can pick a school after December 15th, and there's a, there's a window where, where uh, portal, uh, portal movement is allowed. And then when you're outside it, there is a window now, but it's a much larger window than, than maybe what it needs to be or what, what, it, what it could be to rein this in and make it more, um, you know, more, more uh, manageable. Um, and, you know, I, I, whether it's a window or a limit on, on, uh, in some other way, you know, I think we will see adjustments. We will see changes to the way that the portal works in college sports, uh, as the, as the months and years go on. He's Mitch Sherman of the athletic and Mitch had an excellent article about Zach Taylor that I wanted to ask you about, but we are up against the clock. So maybe we can have you, uh, on next week, but if you haven't, if you haven't checked it out, go check out, uh, some of Mitch Sherman's writing though, over there at the athletic Mitch. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us today. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep, there he goes, Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Uh, We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, it's time for a shootout with Strick, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings, and it's a gamer day. There was a game last night, so prepare your notes, get ready, and call in 402-464-5685 for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings on On the Block next.